All right, guys, a really fun episode of the Nordies podcast today. We talk Euphoria, Search Parties Back, Star Trek is our next rewatch, and this or that throwback edition. Here we go, Nordies podcast. Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. I'm great, man. How are you? I am doing wonderful, and uh, I'm feeling it after our podcasts last week, uh, especially the Nordy Awards, which lots of people hyped in with their thoughts, thinking that everything we said was perfect and right. Isn't that how it went? Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, it was mostly positive, you know, especially like the local awards are really fun, and to see people's reaction, like, you know, the company Baby Zito or uh, Falling Knife, those are always fun. Whereas sometimes we don't get a response back from Benedict Cumberbatch when he wins a big oh, award. So it's nice to see the local ones go through. Yeah. He doesn't well, yeah, we don't. Show, though. We, Timothy yeah, we, would have written back, but Benedict, not so much. So we, we don't talk to those guys that much. Exactly. Right? You know They're mean? kind of busy. Friends of the pod, though. All right. So, um, guys, lots to do today. But before we dive into this episode, you know, one of the first of 2022. How late is too late to say uh, happy Happy New Year? It's too late. Uh, Way too late. Larry David, though. Oh, did he have a, a very yeah. specific date in mind? I think it's January 7th. After January 7th, you're no longer allowed you to You get a week. Yeah, yeah I think that's That makes sense. Uh, so no Happy New Year to you guys. Not a Happy New Year. Uh, but it is 2022, and there's lots of good stuff on, some really cool new shows. Before we dive into some of that good stuff today, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from. Get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, uh, make it your New Year's resolution to tell some friends and family about the pod. Get them to listen. Get them to follow. Let's go. We want more That's people. We want, it. we want more actually- engagement. That's something that people might actually follow through on, too. It's easier than working out. It's oh not stinky like gyms. Yeah. I did yeah. see a great um, thing today where someone said, I wish I could give them credit, but no one would know who they are anyways. They said, why are you working out so hard? Every woman in the world wants Jack Harlow and Pete Davidson. I think it's time we get a new strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Beautiful. that's so good. All right, guys, what are you guys drinking? I'm going to go first because I failed the test. I'm just drinking Mr. Falcon. Oh, nice. Oh. Falcon from our friends over at Fair State. So, and, I actually uh, have kind of an exciting one this week uh, for the guy that hasn't had consistent fire lately. Um, hey, this is the follow-up, the sequel to our, our beer of the year, Nordy winner. This is the Lost World, triple IPA this time from Blackstack and Toppling Goliath. It's got the cool purple monsters on there, or I mean, uh, T-Rexes, excuse me. And uh, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. And it's really fucking strong. It's like 10 and a half percent. So bear with me as I get wasted on this podcast. It's funny. You could tell you have kids because you're like, oh, look at the purple monsters. Like, you oh know what I mean? God. Like, it's just everything is like a big monster. Anyway. Um, yes, it is. Well, since you guys were disrespectful to our Nordy Brewery of the year, um, I went out and got some Falling Knife. I am having their... Hazy IPA called Eye of Heaven, and Ooh. it's pretty solid. Really good. Really tasty. Really drinkable. I love it. I wasn't cool. disrespectful. I like Falling Knife. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> People have Falling Knife, friends of the pod that have Falling Knife. I do like you guys and your cans and your wrappers. Let it be known. Eric <laughs> is still upset. Eric is lukewarm on you. Loves modest. We get it. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys. 
do we care this week? Uh, we start out with something I'm hoping we care about, but I feel a little less confident than I did a few weeks ago, and that's mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings on Amazon Prime. It's coming out. We know the date now. It's September 2nd, 2022. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's good. I don't know. Do we have reason to think it's it's going to be good? I mean, money. they sure money, fucked money, up. Money. They spent a lot of money on Wheel of Time, and it's bad. Yeah. I, I'm... You I mean talk about being lukewarm on something? It's not looking great for Lord of the Rings if I'm judging solely off of Wheel of Time, mm-hmm. and that is a big time bummer. I'm sure it'll be good. The IP is cool for the most part, even if it's a little like really not just a little really nerdy. Um, but there's cool so Wheel of Time. Yeah, I mean. When I look at what Wheel of Time is at the core of the story, it feels so outdated, even more than Lord of the Rings is. Like at a time when we're like, hey, maybe there should be, you know, some gender fluidity allowed in the normative culture, like whatever. And this is like, the girls have the magic and the boys, if they have the magic, they're different. It's like so outdated almost. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And then if you go into um, uh, Lord of the Rings, lots of diversity. (laughs) Uh, the diversity there comes in different shapes of white people some small white people some white people with pointy ears yeah Yeah. rough um i'm excited about it still i think it will be good i think i think amazon prime like cannot swing and miss on this like i think it's like amazon studios are like backs to the wall with this you'd think so but Dude, I think it's like we we don't really go through producer levels. You know, we'll go to like talk about what directors do and writers and stuff. But I think it's actually really hard to produce good television. Apple TV has not figured it out. Prime has not figured it out. Um, HBO continues to dominate. They've been good at producing television and movies for a very fucking long time. They're still the best. Um, Not even um, like when you look at original stuff, Netflix sometimes has it figured out. They're on the edge. I think it's just kind of tough, dude. I don't know. Like hiring the right people and making good stuff. It seems like you just throw money at it. It doesn't always work. Or, I mean, and then the flip side of that is like a studio like FX who doesn't have, you know, the prime budget or HBO budget. Right. That tries to hire the right people and 75 to 80% of the time, it's good stuff. I know. Right. They just know what they're doing. So I don't know. I'm not going to say that just because they have the budget means it's going to be good, but I sure hope it is because... We need something bomb like this. Prime's best show of the last however long was zero 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 and had literally zero marketing about yeah. the show. And zero it audience. Was like, it was like a word of mouth thing. And then we watched it and we're like, God, that was really good. Um, where's more of that? And they're like, ah, we're gonna do Wheel of Time and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> right. Yeah, crazy. Well, it's coming out. We're excited. I do we just, you know, it's gotta be good. All right, a show that was up for our best show, best comedy of the year, uh, or was it show? It was show. White Lotus on yeah, HBO yeah. Max. It's coming back with season two. Sounds like it'll be a brand new cast and story. Um, what do we know about this, and who's going to be in it? Yeah, so they're they're taking it to a different White Lotus property. So different cast, um, but it's still going to be the White Lotus, right? They, I'm sure they have big fancy resorts all over the world. This can be a different one. And we just found out that Michael Imperioli is going to be in it. Um, kind of a cool, like, like remember when they got Steve Zahn or like, boy, he hasn't done anything for a long time. I feel the, kind of the same way about Michael Imperioli, who was in Sopranos and then what else? I don't know. But he was really good. So that, that was cool casting. And then did they get somebody else too, Ryan? Didn't you? Yeah, Aubrey Plaza. Oh, okay. Is, is officially cast for season two of The White She's Lotus. good. Yeah. 
it in small doses. Like it seems like a role for her. Yeah, she'll be funny. I wonder if she's going to work there or she's going to be a guest. What do you guys think? Guest I right now. I think she works there. Yes, I think she I works so there too. too. I hope. I hope she works there. She's like a front op, like sorry, like a front desk concierge type person would be perfect. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Um, well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So I, I think I care because season one was so. Good. Talk oh, about fantastic. a show that came out of nowhere that was supposed to be just a one off, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll do it again." I, I think yeah. that's just so funny. I mean, the writing was just absolutely brilliant on the show. And this Mike White guy is going to, he's coming back. Everybody's coming back. Same director. So it should, you know, we don't need that cast. We can, anybody should be able to step in and make this bomb. So I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, uh, I don't think we want the, like, to get that group back together again. They they had, uh, they had some issues. Yeah. Yeah. They, they ran their course together for sure. All right. Do you guys like superheroes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mostly. You guys like orgy. Hmm. Uh, well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, give me a chance, I've, dude. Invite me to one of yours one time, yeah, and we'll I've, see. But, like, your guest list is so exclusive. Well, that's what we are supposedly getting in Season 3 of The Boys. It's coming out on June 3rd. So we're just months away from one of the most um, interesting, different, raunchy uh, shows on television. Um, I think we're all pretty big fans of this show, and I uh, can't wait for Season 3. Yeah, it's going to be, I guess, one of the wildest episodes, which is pretty crazy because they've had incredibly wild episodes, multiple of them. Um, but I guess, yeah, there's like a superhero conference every year where they go just to have sex with each other. That's like the whole point of it. I think it's like one of the grossest shows I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. sure. It's so ridiculously violent and gory and disgusting. And like, well, and just and and like sexually inappropriate like weirdness <laughs> like really where, the, where you're like yeah. god that's so bizarre it is yeah, just like absolutely over the top yeah this is going to be this is really going to push 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 the limits and i'm very excited for it cuz i can't I, I just want it to be weird and crazy so let's um just to let the audience know eric's not insane in talking about orgies like jimbo said there's this episode um, famously titled in, is it a graphic novel or comics or whatever it's it is? A, I think a comic book run, yeah. Comic books where it's called The Hero-gasm. Which That's is the like, episode we're getting. It was and a they, weird they, lead-in. I'm sorry, everyone. And <laughs> No, no, but like it makes sense because uh, Prime specifically called out when this episode is going to air. Like that's how, I don't know if you want to call it important. Or to they're this just hyping it. Is, it. Or, yeah, like whatever they're doing, they specifically said they they laid out all the dates for all the episodes, and they said like episode one, two, three, four, five, and then they're like hero gasm seven and eight. Like they they specifically called out this episode as like circle it on the calendar, be in your seats, and buckle up. I just feel bad, and I want to apologize to all of you guys who did your your uh, duty to your favorite podcast, the Nordies podcast, and for your New Year's resolution, you told your family members to listen to the show, and then you know, someone's dad was listening for the first time and <laughs> they were like, yeah, they swear a little bit, but it's not inappropriate. And then I'm like, who likes <laughs> yeah. Fuck Ben? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And Jimbo's like, well, if I could ever get an invite. Yeah. yeah I no. don't know. I mean, dude, this random dad, hypothetical dad has a better chance of getting an invite than me to your fucking, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to something that you do like, and we'll bring it back to a, a more childlike uh, topic. And that's rolled doll. Uh, Jim, you're a huge rolled doll guy. Uh, <laughs> we know pre-production. Uh, it turns out maybe not, but somebody somebody went to you know at Costco they have the books right, 
some one some grandma or grandpa got my kids like the full box set. And I was like, damn, I've read all the Raw Doll books with my kids, all even the shitty ones. And then you dropped one that I had never heard of. I'm like, oh, I guess maybe not. So we know Wes Anderson is directing The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. So there's a Roald Doll short story, and it's going to be starring Benedict Cumberbatch and more. Who else do we know it's going to be in it? Ben Kingsley? Uh, Dev, Dev Patel, Ben Kingsley, and Ray Fiennes. Man, okay. that's kind of a bunch good, of Brits. Kind of a good crew. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's a good crew. I just don't know what it's about because I've read all the other ones. Oh, I, yeah, guess I, I guess not. Maybe, maybe you need to describe yourself as like a medium Roald Doll guy. I think I just need to find the rest. I need to track down this sugar bullshit and, and catch up, and then I'm good. Henry Sugar, that. damn it. <laughs> All right, guys, something else uh, that maybe you guys will care about, maybe you won't. That's uh, The Eternals. This new, uh, the movie finally drops on Disney Plus uh, Wednesday this week. And are you guys going to watch it? I saw it in theaters, didn't love it. Probably need to see it if you like the MCU. Yeah, if there was an if there was an MCU movie coming out in the last two years that was a wait for it to be a free on Disney Plus, I think the Eternals fits the bill perfectly. That fits it fits the bill, and so I'm excited. I'm really excited because look, it's still a Marvel movie. It's still something I always was going to watch. I just wasn't going to brave the pandemic for a movie that that came out with poor ratings right off the jump. Like critics didn't like it, and then audiences saw it and they didn't like it. So I wasn't going to rush out to go see it, but I knew I'd see it eventually. And now's my chance. So am I going to like it as much as Shang-Chi? No, probably not at all. Eric, I'm sure you could testify to that. But like, dude, I'm going to, I'm excited. I'm going to like watch it right away on, you know, Wednesday night, like fired up, take the time, you know, set up the the theater a little bit more than just kind of like watching it in parts and try to get the most out of it. Yeah. It's sort of like the opposite of, uh, oh my God. Um, dang it. Which one? The Brie Brie Larson one. Marvel? Captain Captain Marvel? Marvel? Captain Marvel. I was going to yeah. say, I kept wanting to say Miss Marvel, but yeah, okay. That's Captain coming. Marvel. That's, that confusion is yet to come. This is like the reversal of that, where like, we're like, oh my God, Captain Marvel, it's going to be so good. And then you leave yeah. like, uh, okay. Um, and then now we're like, eh, Eternals kind of seems okay. And so like going into a movie like that with very low expectations, I feel like it's going to be immediately better. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have very low expectations, so... I I hope I'm surprised that it's decent. Or I'm in watchable. the same camp as Jim, I'm in the same camp as Jimbo. I'm excited. I'm I I I want to watch this. Yep. Okay. All right, guys. So let's move on to some hot wrecks or not wrecks. Not a ton of stuff for us to talk about this week, but a couple big shows. Both of them on HBO. Uh, first one, Euphoria. Jim, what'd you think? What an episode! I can't believe this is only season two. This is season two, episode one. And I feel like I've known these characters for years and that I've watched, you know, four seasons of these guys because I like care so much and I know them deeply. And when they're in these like teenage precarious drug dealing situations, I'm like on the edge of my seat. It can be a hard watch. Um, it's very realistic from everything I know about young people, which isn't that much anymore. It's like, it's just like crazy. I don't know. It, it, it's a little... Hard to watch at times. I'll just say that because these these kids are in physical danger and they don't know and they don't care because they're deranged. Um, Zendaya is a fucking shining star. She deserved the Nordy. And Eric, the fact that you haven't watched season one, dude, you got a man. You work with these kids. You work with kids like this. You should watch the show. I want to watch it. But... I know. 
my wife's a therapist with like middle schoolers and she's like, dude, it's hard for me to watch because she, she like deals with kids. Like the kids on this show would be in like the level three treatment programs that she works with. Right. So, um, it's, it's, it hits close to home and it's hard. And Zendaya herself tweeted out and did like an Instagram, like you got like to all my young fans, like, I know you want to support me. I know you want to watch everything I watch, but this is something that if it makes you feel uncomfortable at all, don't watch it. It's not, it doesn't have to be for you. I still love you. You can still support me in other ways. This is very challenging for people and it's triggering for people. So, and it is, um, but dude, euphoria is one of the best shows on television. This is one of the best episodes of euphoria I've ever seen. Um, it's brilliantly directed. It's like so, so well written with different like time periods. I don't know. I just, I, I love the show. Good. I'm glad. I remember a time where I was the only one watching that yep. son of a bitch. I know. Um, when we think, but you. no, it's it is it is a very difficult show to watch at times. Like not from the. It's not like uh, you know we talk we make fun of Eric for like the the violence in movies and stuff like that. But like even just like regular dialogue between like a mom and a daughter makes you like want to curl up inside. You know, mm-hmm. like an armadillo in a way. Or obviously some of the more you know larger plot lines. <clears throat> are very difficult to watch but it's like jimbo said it's such a well written and directed show i have not watched the first episode that's on the very short list um, mm-hmm. but season one was absolutely brilliant and i'm hoping that season two is going to be even better yeah it's you won't be disappointed with with uh 2.1 i'll tell you that it's a it's the hottest of wrecks my friends all right uh, and also on hbo this week dropped search party yeah we love I think I'm, I'm like three, I think I'm three or four in. I think I'm four episodes in. Um, it's great. It's so entertaining to me. I, I love these characters. They're so funny and goofy. Um, the show is not afraid to just go out and just be wacky. Um, you know, they have Jeff Goldblum in it. So it's like, it has like a level of like surreality to it. You know, that's kind of like, like, yeah, that's not realistic for the real world, but it works within the context of this kind of wacky show. Um, so once you sort of di- suspend disbelief and just enjoy it for the humor and the characters and the emotion, it's an awesome, awesome, awesome watch. Wait, so you said, did they drop all the episodes? Yeah, they dropped everything, which was How weird. How many episodes are there? Uh, I think there's eight or ten. I don't know. I'm only on um, I'm only on four, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I like the direction they went with it. They weren't afraid to go really bold in the final season. Um, and I think they just are going to wrap this thing up. Like really, really captivating TV. I think it's like maybe the most underrated show on TV. I think that's fair because it's not like people just don't consider it. People don't think about it. It's a great show. Super funny. Just the awkward interactions between the friends is the best part about the show. And yeah, I love it. I watched the first episode. Eric, you watched, yeah. Watched watched the first one last night. Can't wait to dive into it more. Episode two is classic, classic search party. You're going to love it. All right, guys. Speaking of classic, we need to figure out what our next rewatch is going to be. And the only place that we decided we could land is on something that we're not even that familiar with. And that is the universe of Star Trek. Yeah. And we are not going to go back and watch the really old Star Trek movies because they're pretty hard to watch. But we yeah. are going to watch the newest. Well, we're going we're going back even further and we're going to start with the TV show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start with what they're calling the Kelvin timeline. It's the reboot of the films uh, and it started in 2009 with Star Trek. Uh, then it went into Star Trek Into the Darkness, and then 2016 Star Trek Beyond brings up the the, the end of it. It's J.J. Abrams for the first two and Justin Lin for the third one. Um, I'm pretty excited about this. 
This is J.J. Uh, Abrams and Damon Lindelof in the first one. And uh, what do we know them from? Uh, well, at the time, they were had done, like, Lost. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, like, their big claim to fame. And then he had, you know, J.J. had started his production company, Bad Robot, and had done um, Cloverfield and um, they did Super the, 8. TV, and they and, did that other TV show, Fringe, right? Wasn't that part yeah, of that? Yeah, he did Fringe. Um, so he was kind of up and coming at the time, but... Obviously, this helped. Like getting a big franchise helped a lot for him, and he did a great job. I can't wait to watch these movies again because I know they're really good. I just feel like they sort of have not really withstood the test of time, like these other franchises we've already watched. That's why we're getting to it like eighth or tenth, you know, of our rewatches. But I'm glad we're doing it. It did come in ahead of Hunger Games. That's true. That's true. I don't think we need to do Hunger Games at any point. Which at the time seemed impossible. Because if you remember right. when Hunger Games came out, just how electric it was. It was. J-Law the was book, a star. The book And the movies. first movie was was like, prob- I mean, I guess if I went and watched it now, I would still consider it good? Mm-hmm. No? You don't think so? Yeah. Ryan's shaking his head. It was so bad. The movie? Ah, Dude, all I wanted was for like the outdoor, you know, hunting. They spent 45 minutes on the goddamn train. I, I could not wait yeah. to get out of the theater with that movie. Yeah, that's. That, I mean, you're a big book guy, though, right? You love the books. I like the books. Yeah. Okay, we need to discuss something that we've never talked about on here. Were we team Peter or team Gale? Dude, Gale. Peter should have stayed in the bakery. I was a team Peter guy. You're a softie. <laughs> he had all the sensitivity, none of the skills. I love how they were like, he's worthless at everything, but he's strong from lifting bread, sacks of flour. I was like. Okay, but so is Gale, and he's way better at everything. Yeah, yeah. Gale was like, you know, brother of of uh, God, Thor. Yeah, he's a, a yeah. Helms, Helmsworth. A Helmsworth. <laughs> Helm. And his Helms brother Peter. was a security guard at a rich person's theme park. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Um, so, Star Wars Rewatch, we're going to start it this week. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sorry, Star Trek. See, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's not, it's not front of, like front of your brain like all the other stuff i can't believe we're doing this because it's been like dude it's buried under like a pile of cbs garbage you know they're like viacom like we own this star trek beyond tv series and we're gonna reboot jean-luc picard and it's like uh okay what about the actual good movies that jj did should we watch those so yeah that's where we're that's what we're doing yeah i'm excited i will just say this too um what are their weapons are they just like little tiny Miniature phasers, little tiny guns. Yeah, that's a little bit lame. All right, uh, Jim, you did post something on our podcast this week, though, that was a comedian um, making fun of the fact that Harry Potter just ripped off Star Wars. What did you think of that? That was pretty crazy. Yeah, somebody sent that to me. Shout out to Tony, um, friend and uh, confidant, if you will. Yeah, he sent that. I was like, Damn, dude. I mean, it goes through like every single like plot point, like orphan raised by his aunt and uncle that like don't want a thing. And then there's an elder wizard that's going to do this. And another one. I mean, it's like it was down crazy. the line. I'm like, wait, are they just the same exact story? Yeah. And I'm sure they're not right. I'm, it, when I watched Harry Potter, it felt very original to me. But when you look at it from like plot points, you're like, holy shit. Do you remember it's the same story? Or- one gets a lightsaber, one gets a wand. I mean. Do you remember J.K. Rowling getting sued, though? No. Because there was, like, another, like, magical series that had muggles in them. Oh, really? Yeah, and she, like, ripped it off, like, knowingly or not. 
and like not magic people were muggles or something like that. And she like also ripped that. Do you guys remember when uh, when Disney stole an entire movie from a Japanese anime studio called The White Lion, and they called it The Lion King, mm-hmm. and it's literally like frame for frame. Oh, that exact brilliant. replica. You gotta go. Everybody needs to go YouTube that right now if you're listening and haven't seen it. It is the same movie. Okay, well, if you are going to be a stickler like that and you're also not easily offended or deeply religious, go check out Religious's story, of course, <laughs> and uh, yeah. get back to us. <laughs> All right, that, that's a good wreck right there. All right, guys, we are going to play a game now. Um, it's going to be kind of a short episode because it's uh, not lots going on on the ro- in the world of television, I guess, after our big Nordy episode. But we do have one fun game, and we want you guys to play along with us at home. Let us know which ones these guys got right and wrong. Uh, we're playing this or that, okay? So you're going to have to okay. give me your answer, and you're going to have to defend it. Or in the case of the first question, you're going to have to give me your final answer. All right, so mm. this or that. It's a throwback edition. Regis Philbin or Simon Cowell? Ooh, wow. All right, so who goes first? Let's figure that out. Okay, all right. I'm well, going to go with uh, I'm gonna go Simon Cowell. Um, I, I, dude, I used to watch all the American Idol, dude, and he was the best part. He was, one, he was the only person that kept it real on there. I like Simon Cowell. He was and then he spun off and did the X Factor. And he Out of all the these shows, that X Factor one is the only one to ever produce any fucking actual stars. I mean, One Direction and Harry Styles comes from X Factor. The best thing that ever came from American Idol was like Kelly Clarkson. Right. Carrie Underwood. And she's just kind of around. Carrie Underwood was on American Idol? Yeah, she was. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's crazy. I didn't know. Yeah. So Kelly Clarkson and Ruben were better. But dude, if you look at like The Voice, that's just like a karaoke competition at this point. They've been they've had 45 seasons of the show. Not one person's ever made it on the radio. Yeah, the only like, why would you even want to go win that? The only difference between The Voice and and uh, American Idol is that they are usually celebrities wearing masks while they sing, right? Yeah, probably. I don't, or is that the masked singer? So. Same That's track. the masked singer. Else. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan, who are you going with? Uh, so I was never – I I did love, like, the inception and, like, the height of the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I thought mm. that was that was a lot of fun. Um, that was Regis, yep, yep. And that was, that was Regis. I never watched Regis and Kelly – or Regis and Kathy Lee, like that was not it's not my vibe. Right. Um, I gotta go Simon Cowell because American Idol was bigger. Simon Cowell is a bigger deal. Regis is popular with like sixty year old women and, and and over. Like our parents probably would say like, oh, I loved Regis. He was so great on Regis, Regis and is Kathy a legend. Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really don't never really got into him. I'm interesting first day, question this is for me. But but I'm going Regis all day. Summit the Mall of America. No one was there to give his autograph. All right. Uh, so oh, the same exact theme, guys. Who wants to be a millionaire or American Idol? Both of them were so electric at the same mm. kind of time period. Which one did you guys find yourself more into? Oh, well, dude, I'll go I first mean, on this one. I mean, it's yeah, easily American Idol. Yeah. I mean, oh, for sure. No. I mean, dude, I, everybody likes trivia. And, like, you know, how, how like, what is it called? Like a millionaire? When, so you want to be a What's it called? Who wants to be? Who a wants to be? Who wants to be a millionaire? It had a couple of big moments, you know. But dude, talk about something that captured the zeitgeist. Everybody watched American Idol. Everybody talked about it. It was like, did you see American Idol last night? Like from the beginning of like, oh, they're coming out with a new season, and then they go city to city and all the audition stuff. Um, up and through, you know, there's four people left, and people are. I never voted, but I dude, think and this was losers. This was pre- 
it was pre-social media too. So like this oh was just God. like all this was all hype. Listen, Eric, anytime Jimbo pulls out the word zeitgeist <laughs> and you're gonna try and argue the other side, you're wrong. <laughs> I think that uh the better show was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Everyone was watching it. And if you guys remember, it would be on like multiple nights a week, and they would have a guy who got the sixty-four thousand dollar question, and then it'd be like Ramp! That's all the time we have. We'll be back with you guys. Horrible. That sucked. That sucked. And they they did that that to you. How about the guy who called his dad with the lifeline to tell me he was winning? Well, that was the cool moment I was referring to. But almost nobody ever won the million dollars. Because that shit was hard. Yeah, I know. Ask the audience what a sketchy-ass thing that was. That wasn't helpful. Yeah, I know. And people are always fucking wrong. No, yeah, they're like, I want to use my last lifeline. I want to call my I'll, I'll call my dad. And then he just goes, Dad, I want to be the first to let you know I, I just won. You know, that's that's an all-time TV moment. All-time moment. All right, uh, that next was a, That was a flex before flexing was a thing. It oh, was. my God. Invented flexing. All right, next up, guys. Evolution of Dance or Old Greg? It's oh, old Greg. Evolution of dance every day of the week. Really? Oh, God. So my wife has COVID and she's been quarantining in our bedroom. And she's now glad that there's a TV in there. And she's been watching all of the Great British Bake Off things. Okay. Do you guys familiar with that show? The Great British Baking Show? Uh, I quietly yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Ryan loves it. So there's this guy named um, Noel on there. I said quietly. But okay. Yeah. Well, then, Ryan, I'm just talking to you. I'm just, I know you don't know anything about the show. So there's a guy named Noel and he's British. He's old Greg. And I couldn't I believe it. Are we? I don't know who old Greg is. You don't know about old Greg? You ever drink Bailey's from a shoe? Nope. <laughs> you, dude, I'm going to find this. I think it's like an old BBC sketch comedy thing. I don't really know. It was like, I don't even know how I saw it before the internet existed. You know what I mean? And it wasn't on TV either. This dude goes off in Evolution of Dance, I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, that's a classic, too. I get it. But for me, I watched Old Greg many, many times. All my friends, like, we would have, like, the lines down. And uh, it's Old Greg for me. But y'all are weird. I'll send you Old Greg. You're probably going to hate it, but I'm going to send it to you. I already hate it. It's yeah. pretty it's pretty <laughs> bad, but, like, it's as quotable of a thing as there's been. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'll watch it. Probably not. It will creep you You're going to watch it. It's going to take you seven minutes, and you're going to love it. All right, Survivor or Real World? Real World for me. I, I like never, the grittiness. Outside of season one, I got a little bit into Survivor. After that, I I don't think I've watched two seconds of that show. Yeah. Not yeah. a Survivor you, guy. You knew about Richard. Oh, yeah. The tax evader. Oh, he but didn't pay after, taxes on his million? Yeah. But oh. I, I, I enjoyed that first season, but never really – I didn't watch it. And no, I'm I watched, not, I've not gotten into Survivor. I did watch a lot of Real World. You know, it came out before I was like of age to watch it. Like I wasn't interested right away. But by the time they were probably on their like fifth, seventh season or something. Now I'm like 15, 16. I start to understand what it's like to drink a shit ton of alcohol, I guess, is really all they did on the show. Like, and then I was like, and then fight. And they fought. And they would fight. Like, bring always. It was pretty much like drink a lot of alcohol, fight hook up, cheat, and then um, try to, like, super wasted, discuss really critical issues about society. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, like, blackout drunk, taking, like, giving their take on some important issue. Like, like I don't like, I don't want minorities to take my job. And then they'd be like, well, I am a minority, and I do work hard, and I deserve it. And they're like, 
okay, well, I guess you did kind of change my mind. And you're like, you really changed me. If only I could remember this tomorrow. You're like, this is kind of fucked up. But like, I guess it's the reason why people were more accepting. Yeah, I think so. A MTV generation. So everyone's yeah, in the real world on that. Gotta be the winner. All, well, and if you're going to include real world, like, you know, Jimbo was talking about, like, it, it, initially it was only the real world. And then they had Road Rules too, which were both fantastic shows. Because Road Rules basically tided you over until the next season of the real world. And so mm-hmm. I'm all in on real world. And they were like, what if these people compete in the greatest event in all of, of sports, the fifth professional sport of the United States, the challenge to happen. All right. Next up, guys, <laughs> Scream or I Know What You Did Last Time. God, I just, I'm going to abstain. Don't care. Don't need oh, no. any of these cheesy slasher movies are not for me. So, Ryan, I'm, I know you have opinions. Go. No, it's got to be Scream because that came first and it was revolutionary. I mean, this was a fantastic, you know, uh, horror film genre, if you want to call it that, that, that spawned all of the, I know what you did last summers and things like that. So, um, it's gotta be scream. Was it doofy? Yeah. That did it. Or was that from scary movie? That was from scary movie. Yeah. I was gonna say it's Dewey from scream. Doofy is from scary movie. Okay, I like Scary Movie better than any of it, but Scary Movie was is that a so big, when underrated. You watched, when you watched um, Scream for the first time, were you super shocked? Was it two people in the end that was was doing it? It's two different people, right? A guy and a girl team in the first movie. I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil it. You know, who cares? This movie's fucking okay. twenty years old. Okay, well, how about this? We'll do a bonus round here for you since you're trying to ruin this, and that's going to be not another teen movie or Scary Movie. It's probably Scary Movie. Both fan fucking tastic. I watched I watched another teen movie the other day. Laughed a lot. Was incredibly grossed out. Cannot believe how raunchy it is. They I don't even think they'd make a movie or show this disgusting today. I mean, they have like a young actress making out with some old ass lady. It's just like gross, dude. Was not another teen movie the one with the sex scene? Well, there's probably sex scenes in both. Uh, But I'm trying to uh, the one where. Gets put on the ceiling. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, he's yeah. like a virgin and he's like saving it. Right. And the yeah. bats fly out of her vagina, which was great. <laughs> it was great. And dude, it is. It's such a fucking funny movie. I mean, dude, think about the actors that got us started that movie. Like Chris Evans is in that movie as like the cool jock guy. I remember that. Okay. Next up, oh, guys. Leave Britney alone, guy, or chocolate rain guy. So Chris. Something is the Leave Britney Alone guy, and yeah, Tay wow. Zonday is yeah. Chocolate Rain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We did not plan this. How about, the, he, how he about the what? What in the butt? What? Ooh. What? <laughs> Get to throw that guy as a wild card. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's Leave Britney Alone because he was absolutely right, and everybody made fun of him. Like, oh, look at this, you know, this like silly guy that cares so much. And we're, we're having fun making fun of Brittany. We don't like this viewpoint. Uh, he was right. We were all jerks. He was the only one that was right. And you know, now she's wilding out on Instagram. It's great. Everyone loves he, it. He maybe went about spreading his message incorrectly to a certain mm-hmm. degree, but overall um, he recognized someone suffering mental health issues and we were all laughing being like ah she shaved her head what a psycho yeah she's swinging out an umbrella dumbass yeah meanwhile like her dad was like being like mentally and physically abusive to her and probably needed help a lot sooner so the chocolate rain guy haven't thought about him 
once in uh, since he released his only single, Chocolate Rain. So I think it's got to be the who, Chris, whoever the other dude is. All right, Nelly or Ludacris? This is actually tough because, I mean, Oof. we had a country grammar on one hand and word of mouth at the same time. And these are two of my favorite rap albums. They're probably both in my top 50. Which did I like more? Probably country grammar at the time. But who went on to have a much better career? I think it's Luda. Luda probably wins. Um, well, Luda had because talking, like, by the time Nelly about- came out with his next album, and it was like hot and her hated that song. Was kind of over Nelly, um, and then he only did like country, like Florida Georgia Line bullshit. God, that stuff is the worst of all time. Uh, it's Luda. That's an interesting choice. I think you're right. I think I think Nelly's star burned brighter when he was hot. Mm-hmm. But then I think Luda's star burned a little bit longer, if yeah. that makes sense. Especially like now that he's, you know, doing Fast and Furious 37. Oh, yeah. He's still around. Hey, guys, I don't know what show this was from. It's probably an old show. But did you guys ever see the the video of Chance the Rapper doing a country version of Hot in Here? No, but I that sounds like one of my least favorite things I could ever combine it's like it's a Venn diagram great. of awfulness for me. It's pretty great. He's doing it for some kind of like Jimmy Fallon challenge okay. or something. Maybe that's cool. And he's got um, like the whole. Now you've added Jimmy Fallon. And so now I need to add yeah. another circle of awfulness. <laughs> yeah, this is like Tom <laughs> right now. Shitty. Was Robert Durst there? Was he like in the. He like, died. Just added more horrible shit. I know. That's why I brought it up. Because fuck him. But All right, uh, so, oh, I, well, hold on, Eric. What, what's your thoughts on. Either of those guys, Nelly and Ludacris. I'm going Nelly yeah. all day long. Yeah, I'm you're okay from the that. Lou. You're from the Lou, and you're proud. I am. I was like, I was like at the age where I was thinking it might be cool if I wore a jersey backwards. Maybe a little banded. Maybe a little eye black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like wanted to wear a jersey backwards, but I was like just socially aware enough not to do that. I guess. Like, thank, thank God, God. You that was a close yeah. one. You did have the big chains and the big um, st- fake stud uh, <laughs> diamond earrings, though. I did. I did always really want a fubu, some fubu stuff, but you knew better. I knew Luckily, better. they didn't sell that at uh, Shields or what's yeah. the what's the Jensen's. They didn't yeah. have anything Jensen's. In Jensen's for you. Yeah, they did not. They wouldn't have had fubu there. I, I yeah. guarantee that. No. All right. Next up, guys, The Ring or The Grudge? Oh, it's The Ring. The Ring is a fantastic movie. These are and two really good movies. It's scarier than The Grudge, right? I don't think so. The Grudge is scarier to me. The same movie and and The Grudge, you get to see uh, Katie Holmes' boobs. Oh, at the time, that was probably really important to me. Like, Big deal. More. Big deal. Yeah, that's a yeah. huge deal. That was probably like topic A of school on Monday. Oh, my God, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, it's it's hands down the ring. I think the movie holds up. It's really good. I think The Grudge was pretty derivative, came out after. Kind of like, this is the same thing as uh, as Scream and what I, you know, what you did last summer. Same deal. And yeah, The Ring had Philip Seymour Hoffman kind of shredding. What? It did? Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman was in The Ring? I mean, now I'm going to have to check it up. But And I, Naomi Campbell? Was he, the, was he the owner of the farm with the horse thing? Yeah, the horse farm guy. Yeah. Really? That must have been yeah. him. Yeah, I don't remember that, but. I trust Eric's. No, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say you trust yeah. Eric and well, you know who it was. It was Brian Cox. Oh, oh, sure. Okay. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Did he tell her to fuck off? I think he did. Fuck off with my fucking horses. This whole time I thought it was. Uh, I was wrong. All right. Uh, next up, American Pie. I know these aren't exactly the same time, but I needed movies that were like had the same impact on their t- their generation. American Pie 
or super bad? Super bad. Not even close. Super bad. But I mean, I get it. And it's a good comparison. And really, you know, as a 35 year old, I should be picking American Pie, right? Because I was actually in high school when that came out. But it's not close. Super bad is brilliant. Dude, as a 40 year old, I should be picking American Pie because that was like right in the wheelhouse. Yeah, I was you in, were actually fucking pies at the time. I mean, it's right. insane. I was trying. Well, I tried. <laughs> Applebee or what is it? Not a, no, McDonald's are homemade. I mean, <laughs> they're both great. Without hey, without American Pie, there would be no teen movie. So there's that. And but, dude, Super Bad, regardless of like Super Bad, is like the Dumb and Dumber of that generation of movies where everybody saw it. Everybody loves it. It's like a revered classic and it's still mm-hmm. funny. Like yeah. it still has funny moments. And um, even though you've seen it, everybody's seen it 50 times. Um, it's easily super bad. Yeah. Okay. Both and uh, finally, the last one. Ooh. This one's hard because I, I don't know which one I would pick, but I really, really love both of them. Both of them had such an impact on a period of my life and they bring such nostalgia it's Jackass or TRL. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, Jackass for me, just for pure entertainment. Uh, nobody's like going back to watch old TRL clips necessarily, right? But like those Jackass clips will live forever in my mind for free and also uh, in the real world. So, but dude, would, I mean, it's, it's Jackass. Like you would be like hustling home if like. Eminem was going to be on TRL on Friday. I did that. I absolutely did that. Yep. And Eminem was on and he would be like, well, what's he going to say? What if he says something about Christina Aguilera? That'll be awesome. I can't miss it. You know, I get it. I understand the importance of it, but uh, dude, Jackass was just brilliant. I mean, cultural relevance Jackass had as a, and continues to have, and, and this is a great, like, you know, segue that that new movie is coming out in February, Eric. Should have put that in the Do We Care as the host oh, of the show. I care a lot. I'm, my brother um, is renting on a theater for it. I mean, I think you Go kind ahead. of failed at your job tonight. But, yes, I'm, I'm sure that you do care. <laughs> no, <clears throat> I kid. I think I think it's Jackass because, like, um, if any of the hosts, and I don't mean this in a morbid way, any of the hosts other than Carson Daly had, like, gotten in a fiery car wreck, there wouldn't have been like vigils like there were for Ryan Dunn, right? Like Ryan Dunn was like beloved across generations of people. Um, And I feel like even though those, I mean, all those guys like put their body and in some cases, like their life on the line to entertain everybody. TRL was important at the time. And I feel like Jackass has been important for 30 years. So has it been long enough for me to tell a morbid joke about Ryan Dunn? Go for it. Always. He, d- he died like he lived with a car up his ass. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> all right, all right. It's been heard, a long I've time. Hey, and I say it out of place of love. He was fantastic. We love Jackass. I just picked it. It's perfect. All right, guys. Let us know what we were right about and what we were wrong about in this throwback edition of this or that. Go and watch the first of the new, or the most recent, I guess the new isn't fair for like a 15-year-old movie, the most recent trilogy of Star Trek movies. Uh, we'll watch them this week. It'll be fun. It'll be our newest rewatch. Um, and other than that, guys, that's all the time we have. We'll be back with a huge action-packed sports cast talking about the Vikings moving on from the, the combo of Zimmer, Spielman, all kinds of other things happening in the world of sports. So check that out. Until then, thank you guys for hanging out with us here at the Norris Podcast. 